After a short and tumultuous two and a half weeks in the bubble, the NBA playoffs are finally upon us. Now that the battle for the eighth seed is over, we can sit back and enjoy the most competitive conference play in basketball history. Who's going to win? Who's going to choke? Who is going to help Donovan Mitchell? We here at Thickman Inc. are going to answer these questions today. Starting off, we've got the battle between the Portland Trailblazers and the Los Angeles Lakers. And I've been saying it for months. If the Trailblazers made the playoffs, it was going to be a rough matchup for the Lakers. This has been amplified by the fact the Lakers have lost their two best defensive guards, and Damian Lillard has caught fire down the stretch. This begs the question, can the Trailblazers break the narrative and end LeBron James' 17th season early? The answer is no. Despite how good of a matchup they are, despite how weak the Lakers have gotten and looked in the bubble, the Lakers' two best players are still far better than Portland's two best players. There is an argument to be made that Dame is in the same conversation even better than LeBron James or Anthony Davis. But not both at once. And CJ is good, but he's not in the same stratosphere as those three. Pair that with what will surely be bias officiating in order to keep the battle for LA Conference Finals dream alive, and the Blazers cannot beat the Lakers. They're going to take them seven games, they're going to get that good TV revenue, but the Portland Trailblazers will fall to Los Angeles Lakers. Well, there's not going to be any bias in the series, is there? I don't, I, stop spinning this narrative that the refs are going to be giving the Lakers calls. At the end of the day, the Lakers are going to win this series simply because they're better than Portland. I'll acknowledge, Damian Lillard is coming off an incredible stretch where he was the bubble MVP and he looked otherworldly. 37.3 points a game, 9.5 assists, everyone knows it, it's been all over sports media news but for him it must suck going into the series knowing that he's going to get dominated by lebron damian lord will wish skip bayless was wrong there's no one on the trailblazers who can guard lebron james no one on the trailblazers who can guard anthony davis Yusuf nurkic can't do it hassan whiteside who i'd like to point out isaiah would say would still be starting when nurkic comes back he's barely getting 17 minutes a game at this point just oh, like only point meaningful out. minutes off the bench yeah and you said he would be starting a couple months ago. again the portland trail Blazers have made their choice to try and win in the bubble. The Hassan Whiteside needs to start decision is for the Lakers and for the Lakers alone. They need a good big in the paint defensively, and Nurkic is not as good as Whiteside defensively in the paint. But keep going. I mean, it, but even if Hassan Whiteside were to play more minutes, he's not going to be able to stop LeBron and Anthony Davis. The Trailblazers are not a good defensive team. So many of their games are extremely high scoring. This series will be even more of an embarrassment for the Trailblazers if Kyle Kuzma actually stays consistent. I know that's a big ass considering his inconsistent history but he played very well in the bubble i think the lakers take this series in five and dame will get up one like crazy 60 point game and that'll be the game the lakers lose so you're acknowledging the fact that damian lur is capable of scoring quite a few points and carrying the trailblazers he's capable of it but it's not going to happen it's going to be hard, and again, I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I will pose this to the viewers, and we'll move on after this, because it's just an interesting idea. Portland conceivably could roll with Nurkic as a power forward and Hassan Whiteside at the 5. That would clog the paint up. That would slow the pace of play down for the Lakers a little bit on the defensive. And slow the uh, Blazers' offense down a bit, too, but I think Damian Lillard is still very meaningful in the open court in a fast break. Another reason I think the Lakers are going to have success is that C.J. McCollum, he's dealing with a fractured back injury, so that could slow him down at any point in the series. I know it hasn't really yet, but... Yeah, it didn't slow him down against the Grizzlies. I know, I know it didn't slow him down yet, but that's something you never know. Is it going to get worse? Will he be hindered by it in one of the games? Will COVID break out in the Portland locker room? <laughs> <laughs> you never know Questions with a back injury. You never know. You never know. But moving on to the other LA team. The Dallas Mavericks technically have the best offense of all time. Don't believe me? 
Look it up. They're an exciting young team to watch. We're only a few years away from being a dynasty. The Clippers are going to run them off the floor. I like Luka Doncic. He's a nice guy. He's going to be the face of the league in a few years. But he is a borderline defensive liability. Particularly when you match him up against someone like Kawhi Leonard. Or Paul George. Or Lou Williams. He's going to get smoked. And Hingis Penis is a genetic freak. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But he's also going to get eating alive on the defensive end by Zubots and Paul George. Everyone who is a Clipper is capable of scoring, locking him up on defense, or both. You can't say that about the Mavericks. Their third option is Tim Hardaway Jr., the discount Tim Hardaway. The Clippers will take this series in five with one win coming from a freaky Luka Doncic performance. As much as I want to say the Clippers are going to choke so I can prop up LeBron even more, that isn't going to happen. I do agree with Isaiah on this one. Luka and the Unicorn do not have enough talent around them to take down the Clippers at this point. Seth Curry and Tim Hardaway Jr. I don't think are starters on a championship team or a team that's going to take down someone like the Clippers. I think the Clippers actually wind up winning in six games. I know that may sound like a lot to some people. I see the Clippers dealing with some weird chemistry issues. Maybe Kawhi's knees hurt. Clippers, I think they get a lazy in a couple games, but at the end of the day, they'll win easily in six, if that makes any sense. I don't know if that You don't sense. think Patrick Beverly's barking in Luka Doncic's ear will throw him off his game? He is, uh, he's, a, he's an animal, Isaiah. Luka's built different. You know, he's apparently to some people, he's going to be a top 10 player once he's done. Do you act like that's a ridiculous statement? He had one of the best rookie seasons ever, and he's had an amazing sophomore year. Hatred of the Euros aside, and trust me, I hate some Euros, but we here at Thickman Inc. are always on top of things. That's why we're recording this video eight hours after the playoffs have started. In that time, Donovan Mitchell dropped a near-record-breaking 57 points on the Denver Nuggets. The Utah Jazz lost that game. With Mike Conley absent, the Jazz have no one else who's capable of scoring at a high tick. If dropping 57 points doesn't win you a game... Nothing is going to win you a game. The Nuggets are going to sweep the Jazz behind Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Isaiah. Before I even saw Game 1, I had the Nuggets winning the series in 5 with Donovan Mitchell now dropping 57 and doing everything he did today. That makes me question if they can even win a game. The one win I had them getting is when Donovan Mitchell had a performance like he did tonight and they still wind up losing. Michael Porter Jr. has really been showing that he can still be elite player, proving his doubters. You know, he's supposed to be the number one overall pick that year. I think the Nuggets take this game easily in five. Their team ties a bomb. You could even argue they're better at the guard position. But the final opening round series in the Western Conference, the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Houston Rockets. A year ago today, no one had the Thunder making the playoffs. And now, they're looking to upset the team they robbed in the Houston Rockets. Led by Chris Paul, the young Thunder have no glaring weaknesses and are a great team from top to bottom. They have a great coach, they have a great six-man, they have a great center, they've got great guards, they've got great forwards. Great team. Matching up against them are the Russell Westbrookless Houston Rockets, who have P.J. Tucker starting at their center. Given James Harden's penchant for choking the playoffs, all might seem lost for your Houston Rockets. But you're all forgetting two things. One, Russell Westbrook will be back after a few games. And two, there are no real fans in the arena. Without fans to get in fights with, Russell Westbrook's true playoff dominance will be revealed. Once he returns, Westbrook will easily take over the series and send his former team home. The Thunder are going to win the first two games. After that, Houston sweeps them. So you have them winning in six. Yes. Yeah, I mean, this, this you, you kind of explained it already, but this game has one of the more interesting storylines that people aren't talking about just because of the incredible bubble performances 
from Devin Booker and Damian Lillard. And of course, the Western Conference dream scenario with both LA teams meeting. Chris Paul willed the Thunder to the five seed. And I bet there are many people who counted the Thunder completely out after they traded Westbrook. I think their chance to make the playoffs was something at 0.05% once Westbrook wasn't on the team anymore. And now they're the five seed. It would be devastating to Harden's legacy if he were to lose to Chris Paul in the first round and the media coverage would never let him live it down. And that being said, I do think the game will go, the series will go the distance. It's the most competitive one in the Western Conference with Russell Westbrook being injured, not being 100%. James Harden will be on his own and will have to beat the Thunder. I think Rockets in seven. See, I disagree with you when you say that Chris Paul carried this team on his back. He was fourth in the VP voting and he played very well. Incredible season for him. Maybe one of the best of his career. But they got Shea Gildress-Alexander. They got Danilo Gallinari. They got Steven Abs. They got Dennis Schroeder. This is a deep team. They got Andre Robbins. This is a good deep team. Like, chalking it all up to Chris Paul's performance, I think that's insulting to the Thunder. But, again, playoff Russell Westbrook with no fans is something to be feared. How many games will he miss, though? I, I mean, that's why I think he it's going to He ain't going to miss seven. that many. If we're getting it reported on a daily basis, like, oh, it's likely he's going to miss the first game, or it's likely he's going to miss this game there, he's not going to be It's also out. going to go to seven just because, you know, there'll be a game when the Rockets miss, like, 27 threes in a row. Granted, they'll also have a game where they go 20 for 25 from three. The Rockets can never missed 27 threes in a row. Isn't that what happened that one time? That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> that has been our thoughts on the Western Conference playoffs. Let us know what you think down in the comments below. Tell me how right I am and how wrong Tristan is, even though he spent most of the video agreeing me. We'll catch you later. And our Eastern Conference video will be coming out tomorrow around the same time. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter where we've been posting a lot more. And subscribe. We are now three away from 50 subscribers. Can you believe it?